Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, Freedom Fighters, to Flawed and Free Podcast, where we build, empower, and equip disciples of Christ through deliverance and healing. My name is Tina, the Warrior Princess, and I am your host. As a spiritual warfare strategist, prophetic intercessor, and deliverance minister, I take great pleasure serving you and supporting your journey from the flaws of your past into the freedom of your future. Follow me and be set free. Welcome, 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 everybody. Good day, good day. I don't know when this will meet you, whether it's good day or good evening, but either way, we know that it's a good day for this is the day that the Lord has made. Glory be to God, and we will, we shall rejoice in it. Glory be to God. So welcome to Flawed and Free Podcast. As usual, it's your Holy Ghost Phil Home Girl here to share, sip some tea, give some testimony. Listen, we like to have a good time here and live and lay with the Lord at the feet of the Father. We love to serve and worship him with excellence in Jesus' mighty name. But if this is your first time coming to this broadcast or podcast, I want you right now to go and like subscribe and share because I'm telling you, I have an amazing guest here today. She is so awesome. I'm going to let her speak and give a little background about herself. But here at Flawed and Free, we help to save souls and set the captives free through spiritual warfare and deliverance. Listen, we slay all day over here and we want you to be able to be equipped and empowered to do the same. So I'm excited to have my amazing guest here with me, Destiny from Destiny Inspire, and she's here to glean and give some wisdom. Glory be to God. So Destiny, tell the people a little bit about yourself as we proceed with today's show. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Queen. I'm honored to be on the Flawed and Free podcast. I am known as Destiny Inspire, your confidence coach and the confidence queen. 
and I help ambitious and growth-driven women cultivate killer confidence, enabling them to catapult in their life, their business, while while maintaining a connection to their God-given calling. I do that through the mediums of speaking, life coaching, and writing. And I'm all things your queen sister, so I'm all about the betterment and the empowerment of God's queens and helping them discover exactly who they've been called and created to be in this world and to live as nothing less than the best. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Come through with that queendomship, all right? As we are all a part of the prayerfully, the sonship of Christ, there is no, um, there's no gender specificity um, as sons of God. And so although we're daughters and, and queens and we are part of the kingdom, we are part of the royal priesthood, um, I'm proud to say that God is not only uh, my father, um, my, my savior, but he is my Lord in Jesus name. And so there's nothing that we do that takes precedence or priority over him and the kingdom agenda. Glory be to God. So thank God for what he's put inside of you, what he has put inside of us to pour out into all the world and to share the gospel throughout the nations. So tell people today a little bit about what brought you into confidence life coaching. Give us a little background or history on that. Yeah, absolutely. So the core of what I do, it's not just based around, I thought it was like a good, some people they do things, like, I think that's a good career. I think I'm, I'm good at that. I learned, um, maybe not even a long time ago, maybe five years ago. So I learned to do more of what I'm graced at, not just what I'm good at, right? Because every good idea is not a God idea, but every God idea is ordained to be a good idea. And so for me, about five years ago, I went through one of the most traumatic seasons of my life. I was operating, you know, in ministry. I'm a PK, born and raised in the holiness church. But you don't actually know God for yourself until you have to experience him for yourself. So I went through uh, a really painful season of depression, of divorce, of, of losing my identity, not really knowing who I really was, not just in Christ, but who he called me to be in this world as a daughter of Christ. And so during that season of time, I, I went through an amalgam of emotions, an amalgam of, of just really trying to figure this thing out. And if, how can a good God let bad things happen? We hear about it. We can encourage everybody else. But when you're in that position and, and God is allowing things to happen to you and you're going through your own Damascus Road experience and, and Job trial, you look at life differently. And so it was at that moment I had a breaking point. And as I began to go through the process of really healing and realigning my life back to God and to what he called me to be and who he called me to operate as in this world, I realized I started getting coaching myself. I knew God. I knew the scriptures. I could quote them back and forwards, but I didn't know how to now make those same scriptures applicable to my everyday life. And so when I started mixing coaching, uh, life coaching with my life as well, I realized I want to be to other women everything that I needed in the moment that I did not have. So in that moment, I didn't have someone to help me make the word more practical, right? I didn't have someone to, to help me and, and guide me and say, you know what? I know you're, you're going to be okay. You can quote the scriptures, but right now you're not okay. And I'm, I'm be okay with not being okay, but not staying there. Like lay, they, someone that would labor with me and understand where I was coming from. Because we're used to being the strong one. You're used to being the go-to for the go-to. People can't really handle your weaknesses, right? Where do the strong go for strength? So when they see you down and they see you going through, it's like, oh, she'll be fine. She always, she's always fine. 
you got God. Yes, I know that. But I'm still a human. We even the Bible, we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And so I realized there's got to be more women that are leading and bleeding at the same time because they don't have a, a, a healthy outlet. Like God gives us people in this earth. He didn't he didn't make us an island. He gives us people to be there for us to help labor with us. And so I realized I wanted to be that person for other women because I knew what it felt like to not have it. I knew what it felt like to have to keep faking it till you make it like they tell you, you can't show weakness and you know the scriptures, but sometimes you just need to breathe. Sometimes you just need a natural shoulder uh, to, to talk to and to be understanding and to help you go through line upon line, precept upon precept. Okay, how does how does this apply to this situation of my life? And so that's what led me into wanting to be a life coach. And then more specifically in the last few years, I niched down to confidence because I realized that we don't have the confidence at Hebrews, I believe it's 10, 30, 35 says, throw not away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. And so I realized there was a gap in, in the, in the industry of women empowerment. And, and we go to the events and they're amazing. We get on this, this high, but then once it's over and we come down, we don't know now what's the next step to apply this. And so I wanted to be that that gap filler to bridge the gap, right? To, to stand in the gap and say, okay, now let's get your confidence where it needs to be, where you don't have to show up and pretend, where you don't have to show up and be everything to everybody, but now you're nothing to yourself, where you can support everybody, but you're second guessing what God is giving you. And so once I started filling that gap, I realized that this is the the, the grace that God has given me to help his people. Wow. Girl, let me tell you, I'm a real passionate person. I holler, I scream, I clap, I stomp. So, you know, my folks is kind of used to it, but literally it was hard for me to contain myself with all that you just said, right? Because listen, I want to high five you. I want to slap you in your arm, right? I want to throw my phone across the room because baby, you came for the Saints next just a moment ago. But let me tell you what I liked about what you there's oh god there's so much that you said so much truth in what you said but the you said something about leading and bleeding mm -hmm. explain that a little bit more because i have found um you know um this is an apostolic uh prophetic ministry mm -hmm. and i don't i see a lot of things god has called me to pioneer and to help and to disciple right? The men, the women of God, men too, right? I don't just deal with, but yeah. my primary audience is women. I do serve mm -hmm. men, of course. Um, but I have found a lot of people that have been drawn to this ministry or connected to this ministry. One of the main identifying factors that they have said is, um, I, they like the transparency. They they like the authenticity um, of the ministry. They like, um, you know, how how open I am with my walk, with what I've been through. And so I, like you, wanted to be a leader that was approachable, that could really live a life of purity and holiness and be that for real, for real, but also show people life application. Also show people how to be real people and, you know, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, but yet still very personable, right? Not um, pious, right? And I've seen a lot of that in religion. I've seen a lot of that um, in addition, legal, 
alcoholism and things like that. So a lot of people that carry some anointing as me or even have that deliverance mantle um, that I have, I know I look different from them. I don't look like them. I feel like I, I look like them. And some of them look down on me, right? Um, because, you know, I TikTok, you know, and and I, I do, <laughs> you know, why are you wearing red lipstick? You know, why are you, you know, it's part of my brand, but it's more than my brand. I okay. like red lipstick, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, so there's, then there's a lot of religious spirits and things like that. And we're like, yeah, no, nah, we don't want to connect. We don't want to this. We don't want to that. Um, but I definitely know yeah. I'm called to a certain woman. And so um, confidence, right, is very important. But I want you to expound more on that leading and bleeding you were talking about. I want to hear a little more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I say I was I was born and raised in the church, and I thank God for that testimony, right? I, I've had my yeah. seasons where I definitely have straight, but I thank God for having a solid foundation. But what I realized is I operate in administration, I operate in position of leadership. I did media. I did youth department. And I, I had the honor to be behind the scenes of a lot of things. I had the honor to see things that take place, but I've also had the unfortunate, I'll call it an honor, the blessing to see what leading and bleeding looks like firsthand and to experience. So I know that it's real. And there's a certain measure of grace that I know that God has given people in leadership. And leadership doesn't just mean in a pulpit or in a church capacity. You have people who are leaders in their jobs, leaders in their home, leaders in the community. But unfortunately, when you are that leader, you carry the weight of so much until you forget that you have to take care of yourself. And we almost have the sense where we feel like we don't even deserve. Like we're, we don't deserve to take a break. We don't deserve to, to mend our wounds. And the dangerous thing is about bleeding. If I cut myself and you see the blood, you can help me, right? If I cut myself and you can see the bleeding, you can come and, and, and see about me. You can come and ask questions like, Destiny, are you okay? Like, what's the matter? Let's get you some help. But the dangerous part of bleeding, it's called internal bleeding. Because when you're bleeding internally, nobody can see that. And so you're suffering in silence and literally dying a little bit more every single day. So then you see people when they have these 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 outbursts or these large downfalls. You wonder, well, how did that happen? And how did they get there? I'm not talking about people who just live in reckless, but there's people who are carrying the weight of so much and they've, they've been punctured on the inside. They've been hurt. They've been wounded spiritually, emotionally, by people, by situations. And the bleeding is continuing and they're not stopping to get help because you don't have that space to feel like you deserve to get help. Like you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to carry the weight. And so we've been convinced of that and so when you're bleeding on the inside internally, I use analogy. There's a movie that I love called Beyond the Lights, right? And uh -huh. then this movie Beyond the Lights it's about a, a young woman. She's your, your, your pop star. She just won awards. She just won one of the greatest awards of her life as a new artist. And right after receiving the award, she goes and gets ready to jump over the balcony of her hotel. And a young man uh, who's, who's the officer, he reaches down and he's trying to bring her back to life. Her name is Noni. He's like, Noni, wake up. Noni, open your eyes. But she had given up on life. And it's like, how? You just won one of the greatest awards that people would give their right arm for. What do you have to commit suicide about? What do you have to not want to live about? And as he's grabbing her arm, he says something. And I feel like he, he picked it up spiritually, prophetically, even though it's a movie. And he says, I see you. And when he said, I see you, it wasn't just about the words. 
It was the meaning behind the words. The fact that we live this life that people think is so glamorous and sometimes the life we didn't even ask for, right? The burdens we didn't even ask for and people look at it like it's so amazing and like we're untouchable and all we want sometimes for people to just see us. I mean, really see us. And I know what that felt like. So in the movie, there's another part where she says she starts breaking the pictures in her house because more media and press are antagonizing her. And she says this statement. She says, I feel like I'm dying in the middle of the street. No, she says, I feel like I'm suffocating in the middle of the street and no one can see me dying. Girl, I felt that thing in my sanctified soul. And this is in the heat of when I was experiencing the same thing. So I'm like, Lord, you speaking through movies? Okay, this so this is what we're doing now. And I felt that so deeply because people only get to see one side of it. And I get that we have to maintain a persona for, for people's sake, but we don't allow people to see the vulnerabilities of us, to see the humanity of us, even Jesus wept. And when we keep leading and bleeding at the same time, that bleeding can get can contaminate other people, right? That bleeding can, can go throughout your body and cause other things to die in rupture because we won't get help, right? And so I experienced that. I live that and I still see it to this day. That's all the work that I do. People may look at me crazy. They may think, I'm like, you can say what you want to say. That just means you're not my audience because I know it exists. I've spent my whole life seeing it, being behind the scenes of it, living it, having to be there undercover and be there. I've heard the secrets. I've been there. I've been the secret keeper and, and the bearer of, of, of everything. So I know it exists. And so that's why I'm so passionate about this, because it 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 goes on so much, whether it's in the, the confines of a ministry or an organization of a church or a business or, or even your, your home. It exists and it is real. And if you've ever experienced it, there is nothing like it. And you have a level of, of sensitivity and a level of vulnerability to want people to see more of you because you don't want to see somebody else leading and bleeding the same way. And I'm going to give an example and I'm done. Our, our, our queen, uh, former Miss America, Queen Chrisley, who jumped off of her New York store building, leading right. and bleeding, leading and bleeding. So you can't tell me it don't exist. I know and it's real. It, it absolutely is real. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for where he has put us in the, in the vein where we at right now, because um, this is a topic that is discussed, but not discussed enough. Right. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, I, I see a lot of idolatry in leadership. I see a lot of uh false burdens. I see a lot of, uh, especially in deliverance, right? Of course I see it because of the, <laughs> because of the demonic warfare and all. So I see behind the scenes for real, for real. So mm -hmm. people present themselves and can present themselves a certain way, but the Holy spirit be like, yeah, no. And he'll, he'll call it out, right? He'll call it out, shout it out in Jesus name. And I see these huge platforms and followings and leadings and influencers, Christian influencers, and even non, right? Non-Christian influencers and people that are in a position of leadership and not understanding the gravity, the weight, and the responsibility that it takes for each of us. I don't care if you got 50 people following you. I don't care if you got 5 million people following you, but whoever has been called or whoever has been sent for you to serve, who's ever come, whoever's a part of your audience or whoever you, uh, who's your tribe as the world likes to say, right? Um, find your tribe, find everybody looking for community, everybody looking for connection, everybody looking to be accepted. And so in this, in this um, 
this this noise, right? In this noise, we find ourselves getting connected and looking to people instead of looking to God, looking to platforms instead of looking to God. Um, we find ourselves bartering and trading our moral and ethical values um, for likes, for followers, for clout, for connection, um, to be, um, be accepted and all of these things. And it's happening everywhere, not just um, on high level, right? People that have millions of men and literally people are living masquerading masquerading and misery. And so what's happened is they have projected themselves as a certain person in a certain space and place, but in behind closed doors, they are not operating in this same spirit. There is a uh, double mindedness. There is a lot of things. And I find this is um, very important in deliverance, right? Before you are released, right? Some of us get that prophetic word from God or from our mama, our grandma, our praying grandma was like, you were called to the nations. You were called to be a prophet. You were called to lead the saints to healing and free. And then tomorrow, Right. We we get a podcast right tomorrow. Right. Not understanding that there is a journey to salvation, to sanctification There's a journey to healing. There is a journey to inner healing and and really diving deep into the core of you and identifying your traumas and your triggers and all of those things I just did really like this week. I have a spiritual warfare academy. And in my spiritual warfare academy, of course, we learn all things deliverance and spiritual warfare. But this week's um, topic was inner healing. And I was talking to them about trauma and emotional um, health and healing and all of these things, right, that come through our experiences and the pains of our past and all of these things. And so when they are not dealt with, we then have people that are looking to us in these leadership positions to lead and to guide. And we have failed people. Okay. A lot of us have failed people because we have um, taken the glory for ourselves and we've allowed people to idolize our platforms and what we have or what God has put in us. And we have not done the best job at leading people back to him. Right. And showing people how to grow and really discipling. Right. That it really and equipping people, really teaching, training. Everybody has a master class. Everybody's a coach. Right. And I, I'm a spiritual mentor. Right. Um, and I do life application, spiritual warfare, deliverance. Um, but a lot of my deliverance is not just in casting out demons. It's in the education for most of us. Right. Are ignorant of the devil's devices. I went through a lot. Before I got on this side of saved, I had to go through the process of deliverance. I had to go through the process of healing. And even now as a minister in the ministry of deliverance, I continue my journey. My journey did not stop in order for me to maintain my deliverance because she meaning me ain't finna be that one that was on what happened to her. You know, she was over here. Listen, that is my biggest fear, sis. Like, and 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 I don't know me, God. So I mean, it like like fear, not as in you know, I don't fear anything but God. But Mm -hmm. it is my concern in my walk 
and my and and in being in a position of leadership because I have been wounded, bust down by leadership, talked about gossip to this very moment, slandered, lied on, defamed. People don't have two, don't know two shakes about my consecrated life. I don't say this to boast about myself. I say this because I'm so passionate about serving and leading because it has such a great responsibility and I've seen it misused and abused so much. And so when you touched on leading and bleeding, it grabbed my heartstrings. It grabbed me because it's an area, which is why you do what you do, right? Which is why you got his position, Destiny Inspire, to build a platform that can be a safe space for women to build their confidence in God and learn who they are in God. So they are not like the woman you mentioned, right? That's masquerading behind a mask and projecting themselves to be strong all the time, but not having someone or a safe space to go to where they say, I can tell them I'm struggling in this area. I have people that overshare. I have people that share, right? All kind of things because they know that this is a trusted space. They know that I'm not going to judge them and say, oh, you got this spirit on you. Oh, you struggling with this. I, I suggest you go pray, right? Like go yes. handle that and come back and holler at me, right? Like go figure yourself out because you, 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 you. Hey guys, quick question. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis, difficulty reading and retaining the word of God, dominating thoughts, pain with no explainable source what about anxiety panic attacks feelings that you're being watched or just some mere eerie evil presence near you may be experiencing demonic attacks and when in doubt cast them out flawed and free offers free one-to-one deliverance via virtual in person and group altar call deliverance contact us at info at flawedandfree.com send your request for an oppression healing intake form or you can go to the episode description of this show and go to the flawedandfree.com and we will send you an intake form get free with flawed and free today you sinful right yep. you're, you're you're full of slime you know and you're not good enough and we've just really done a disservice to the body of Christ and we wonder why people are leaning into the new age and all of these other things that are giving them comfort through crystals and all of this other foolery because as the yeah. church the the body of Christ the true ecclesia is arising now the remnants rising um but it's hard to filter through right the mess because so many leaders and people are bleeding on the sheep and that's it's all getting passed down and it's getting uh-huh. that it's getting passed down because nobody's bold enough to take a stance and be like listen it stops here listen i'm i'm and and here's it it doesn't mean transparency doesn't mean I tell you everything that I'm doing, I've done, or I'm going through. And people get that misconstrued. They think it means I gotta, I gotta bear it, I gotta bear my soul. It doesn't mean that. 
but it means being okay with not trying to to like you say masquerade as if the the pain or the trauma or the the sin doesn't exist i'm gonna say my parents did a very good job of sheltering me and i would say then do it because the life that they lived at home was the same life they lived in church and so i thought you know, I thought that everybody's like this. Every Christian believer is like this. This is what the world is like. My father has always been the husband of one wife. He's never had girlfriends. He's never had side people. He's never, you know, my mom has always been submissive. She's never been, you know. So when I got into the wow. world for myself, I was like, oh my God, I was not ready for this. And I'm not gonna lie, I fell, fell victim to so many things. I'm like, I didn't know it was like this. Like I've come from an amazing, no, my parents have been amazing, right? And then sometimes I took autumn, like, okay, y'all, y'all could have done a better job of telling me that everybody's not like y'all. Daddy, every man ain't like you just because he say he saved the preacher. But I, I've seen it so much. And I thank God for the journey he's allowed me to go through. And of course, we all say, I, if I could change it, I would. But honestly, some of the things he's allowed me to see, experience, even fall into, it's like, I would have never known that this existed and that there was such a need in here. Like I would have never known. I'm like, how has people walked by this and just been okay allowing people to suffer and die in certain things? Or I'm like, why have we been doing this for so long? It was, it was a new world for me. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm going to put it like that. It was a new world. The things that I've experienced and known and seen, I'm like, I didn't see this now. I saw that, but I didn't, I didn't know that this was, this ain't giving what it was supposed to have gave. So, right? He said it ain't giving what it. That part. That part. That part. That part. That part. Abusing grace. I see you was talking about. You mentioned grace. Um, you know, um, and just not really knowing how to seek the Father for themselves, how mm -hmm. to build that intimacy and relationship for themselves. We haven't pointed people in the direction of Christ. Uh, we've talked over them. We talked to them, around them, um, but we haven't really spoken to um, how to go about um, building, growing, learning, and and discipline. How to mature in Christ, and so this is where um, that life coaching, the mentorship, um, and these things that we are now doing that people aren't finding in the brick and mortar of the church. Right? Um, they're finding in these other sectors of social media. Um, prayerfully that that you sat with the Holy Spirit truly, right? Not 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 the advice of someone else hearing from God, someone else or not hearing from God, hearing from a demonic spirit, and you've looked at their title or you've looked at their mm -hmm. platform like, oh, they got this, and everything they say is it gospel. must be right, right? It's gotta I be right. They got saying, yeah, you got billionaires saying, what do you do on those days you don't feel confident? Uh, just pretend. <laughs> the fact that we're so comfortable with pretending and one thing I've learned is you, you become a master pretender until sometimes you begin to believe the lies and there's you said something about um your great, greatest concern and that's mine I'm like my biggest prayer to God is always give me clean hands and a pure heart because I know I don't always make the mark but God if you can give me clean hands and a pure heart you said only the pure in heart will see God and I want to see you not just over yonder I want to see you in my life. I want to see you right in the now. things I deal with now. Like I want to see the Bible is to the pure. All things are pure. I want to see the pureness of you, even in the dirtiest of situations. So give me a clean hands and a pure heart to see that. And one of my also praises God never allow a career 
um, um, or, or, or anything in life. Never allow a career to take me where my character can't keep me. Like, don't allow anything in life to carry me away, but my character doesn't have the ability to sustain me there. And I've seen that as well. People who are gifted or skilled will yes. focus so much on the gift that they have, but we'll never develop the person, right? We just want, we want the gift. Whatever, if you're good at, or if you're, you can be anointed. That's the thing. Like, we're not going to deny that you are anointed to do what you do, but there's been no, like you talked about, there's been no cultivation. There's been no development. So God, don't allow my, 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 my career or my course in life to take me where my character doesn't have the ability to sustain me or keep me. Cause I know what that's like too. And it's only by the grace of God that he can pull you back and, and go back to work on you in those areas that, that you need help in. And that's my prayer for our generation, especially because we're some of the most talented and gifted and appointed and anointed that there has <laughs> ever been. But there's no cultivation. There's no true development. So when I even coach on confidence and, and life coaching, these start at the core. And it's not because I think I'm so sweet because I've made some of the mistakes. I've, I've operated and I've seen things where, I, where people care more about what I was good at, whether it was a gift of administration or it was a gift of, of, of speaking of this, of that. But it's like my soul is dying on the inside. And as long as I'm, I'm being a good use with my gift, you're all there. But as soon as the character, as soon as life starts hitting me and I don't know how to handle it, it's like, oh, yeah, does your gift still work, though? OK, well, just you'll worry, worry about that later. And I'm like, I don't want to see people lost to that and people hurt and people misuse and abuse or they live a life where they lose consciousness that I sh my lives are not matching what I'm doing, what I'm saying. They're not even matching, but I'm OK with that because that's all I know. That's what I've been modeled and shown. And so that's my prayer. God, give me clean hands and a pure heart. God, my God, my God, my God. You touched on something that um, we're talking, we're, we, we've seemed to be in this vein of leadership, um, but I, and a church that I was affiliated with um, early some years ago and my leadership, it was unfortunately a Jezebelic Ahab situation. Um, and they were gifted, of course, very anointed prophetically, and um, I was immature, but growing and serving. And they saw the anointing, the administration gift on my life and a lot of other things that were happening. But baby, when I tell you, I was struggling, my soul was dying. And I was in my closet day after day after day. And they were allowing me to utilize my gifts. They were allowing me to be in position. And every time I presented my struggle or my situation um, to enlist prayer and help and guidance and to be led, to be pastored, right, as a sheep, as, as, as a wounded sheep, right? And I was like, and, and, and mind you, this wasn't like me out here turning tricks on the corner. But even if I was, that's yeah. not the point, right? I literally was telling them some things like I was like sold out for God. So out. I'm like, listen, God, I'm ready to give you everything, my life, everything, everything. So I'm serving in this ministry. I'm in leadership because of my gifts and abilities. And I started to present to them some struggles um, of my children, um, lesbianism um, and dealing with that. Um, and I secretly, um, I had stopped, like this is something that I, you know, cause I had lived a secret bisexual lifestyle and I was not currently living that lifestyle. But my daughter 
um, I saw the generational breakdown and the pass down. And my daughter was really struggling, really struggling. And so I was trying to pray and cover her. I needed help. Right. Um, and I didn't understand um, that at the time, really the, the fullness of deliverance or what it was. And that's what I needed. That's what they did. That I, you know, my family was an open door. There was a generational curse of lust and perversion. Like I needed this help. I needed, and I started talking to them like, can you pray? Can you, and they would always promise to pray like, oh, we're going to pray after church. We'll pray before church. And they would set up the prophetic lines, you know, and pray over strangers. Now, this was a small place, right? Because they're trying to build. They're trying to advance. They're trying to grow. And they set the cameras up. You know, they slide their red bottoms on, you know, and jump in front of the camera and, you know, humble their head with this false humility like, oh, God. Oh, help us. Oh, be here with us. And at the time, I didn't speak in tongues. So I'm like, ooh, they powerful. Ooh, they hear from God. Ooh, they speak in tongues, right? Baby, I'm talking about demon, demons, okay? There was no sort of discipleship, love, anything. So God has started to show me and speak to me and 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 helped me to discern what was happening. And I started to feel conflicted because they never helped me. They did not deliver me. They, I was, I'm still waiting today on prayer. I'm still, but what they did was they used what they saw in the spirit with their prophetic gifting um, in my family, my bloodline and what I shared. And they formed an alliance to talk behind my back. And it came out, right? The enemy, the Lord will always expose the enemy. And so I confronted them very hurt, very, very, very hurt. Like I've asked for help. I'm asking for prayer. I'm asking for you to lead me to Christ with how to be delivered and set free, how to walk in my purpose and calling. I'm trying to find my identity from, um, outside of the world. So I had left the world. Right. And now I'm serving in ministry and they're bleeding on me. Right. And I'm. Hey, Freedom Fighters, it's Tina, your host from Flawed and Free Podcast. Are you experiencing spiritual attacks in your dreams? Do you have questions about spiritual warfare and deliverance? Or are you just seeking Holy Spirit led advice and wise counsel? I have great news for you. We are now offering one-to-one consultations to set you on the right path to purpose. Why struggle alone in your own thoughts when we together are a part of the body of Christ? Therefore, we must help one another. So as one of his servants, it would be a pleasure to support you on your journey from your now to your next. Go today, do not delay, and book your consultation with me. You can go to theflawedandfree.com or I will put the link in the episode description of this podcast and you can go there and book your session with me. God bless. I'm being treated worse 
on this side, then I had been betrayed and disappointed and went through rejection and abandonment, uh, all of these things in the world. And here I am on this side of saved, but I love God so much that I fortunately didn't turn from God where some people will. Some people, it's so detrimental and traumatic that they turn from God. And so like that experience taught me how not to lead, right? How not to be. And so that has actually helped me, my testimony and my experience in leading and, and, and managing and, and, and helping to support, to really equip people and being transparent and vulnerable, right? Like you said, not laying your soul on the table, letting it dissect you, but just, and I'm, even if they, I'm kind of like that. I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely, yeah. I'm like, it ain't nothing you can tell me. I probably ain't did, done, or thought about, right? Like, <laughs> You know, people be hiding and tiptoeing and, you know, because they see me where I'm at now, right? Delivered, healed, sanctified, and spirit-filled, right? But I'm like, God did it for me. He transformed me. He renewed my mind. This was work, baby. This was a lot of inner healing, but it wasn't work. Um, God did the work on the cross. I just said yes and yielded. Right. Right. Like, like this ain't got to be what you think it's going to be like. Then let me show you. Right. And this is how I take that, 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 that the love of ministry, like, let me show you, let me follow me while we follow him. Cause really he's our lead. He's our guide. Right. I'm just showing you though. My journey may look different. Right. But I'm leading you to him and I'm going to let him develop the plan for your life. So you don't need me right forever. So I have, you know, services, mentorship, consultations, and, and all of these things that God has graced us to really meet people in these spaces. And a lot of these people are affiliated with churches and have leaders and have never heard of some of the things that we're sharing and telling them and showing them in the word. And they looking at me like, ain't nobody ever showed me this. Ain't nobody ever told me this. I've been in church for 20 years. Ain't nobody helped me with this, right? And so it's not even about ourselves. I just thank God for mm -hmm. seeing me as worthy to be a vessel for his work in the earth because I, like many people that are listening today, probably feel unworthy. They feel like they're not good enough. They feel like, well, when I get myself together, when I, you know, when I, when I get maybe, you know, I can speak in tongues, you know, when I do this and do that, then maybe I'll be worthy enough for God. And that is not true. Okay. Mm -hmm. God can use the extraordinary to do the extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And that is a fact. He actually uses the most broke, busted, and disgusted. As, as you can see, clean them up, cleanse them up. I mean, the whole Bible was full of it. Look at Saul, who became Paul, right? He persecuted Christians. He was a murderer, right? Like, I haven't, well, no, I take that back. I actually um, had an abortion once, right? Um, mm -hmm. I repented, renounced, and God is forgiven, because I was like, I ain't never murdered nobody. And I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> Let me check myself real quick, and I could have kept that to myself, right? But I'm not ashamed. There's no confidence in Christ Jesus. I repented, I renounced, God set me free, I've been delivered, healed, and made whole. But 
you know, sometimes we will compare. That's a good example, right? Mm -hmm. Where we'll be like, well, she's doing this, but I ain't doing that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, he's fornicating, you know, but I don't. I'm celibate. I'm abstinent, you know, and you, you going to hell. You know, it's like, come on. Come on, all fall short of the glory of God. We all live in this flesh. We all have to live a life of daily repentance because Satan, the accuser of the brethren, baby, he's searching, looking, looking for an open door to get you. Right. He looking. He is looking for an error, a flaw. Right. When that's why flawed and free is here, because I wanted people to understand that they don't have to live a life of perfectionism to be worthy of God's love, that you can be exactly where you are. And God loves me no different praying five hours in my closet in the spirit than he did when I was out here twerking in the club. His love didn't change. His purpose didn't change. I didn't know it, right? But he didn't treat me any different. He didn't, he didn't, he doesn't love me more now that I am sold out for Christ and on fire for God, right? Mm -hmm. He loved me the same. And I think that people miss that. So he uses those of us like myself, like you, to really meet people in those intricate spaces that sometimes is being missed by the body. Right. So I'm, I'm excited that you really touched on that because this was a conversation I didn't even know we needed, but um, to have today. But I believe the Holy Spirit did. Can you share with people that identify or any of what we discussed today resonate? Can you give them um, a few tips on what they can do to form a relationship with Christ and find confidence or confidence and trusting him to be who he is in their life. Absolutely. So I'm going to make it simple so you can remember. The first thing I always tell people, whether you're a man, woman, boy, girl, or child, indifferent, know that you can always reinvent, redefine, and realign your life back to Christ. I don't care what you've been through, what you've done, what you think you've done that was so bad. You, you, nothing is ever, as long as you have breath in your body. If God woke you up this morning, I would say he's still up to something in your life. So you can at any moment reinvent, redefine and realign your life. You have to believe that. Next, I always tell people to do S3. I make it simple. One, self-assess. Do an assessment of self, right? Ask yourself, what is it in me that is causing me to show up as less than who I am as a child of God? What is it in me? Is it my confidence that's suffering? Is it my self-esteem? Self-esteem comes from the Latin estimar, which means to rate, to value, to weigh, right? It's your internal valuation of yourself, your worthiness, right? Your worth. So assess within yourself. What, what is it that I'm dealing with, right? What's the assessment? Is it my family, my home, my relationships? What is it? Self-assess. Now self-reflect. We pull at fruits, but we never go to the root. Right. So we're pulling at I need to stop smoking, drinking, fornicating this. You're pulling at the fruit, but you never go to the root. Why are you doing that? Why are you showing up as less than? Why are you showing up as not confident? What happened in your life? What took place, whether from childhood, from inception to now, that caused you to see yourself in that way and to operate inconsistently with how you see yourself? You got to do a self-reflection and then self-correct. Self-correct is not to be confused with self-medicate. I used to self-medicate. I used to go and get drunk to, to ease the pain as a panacea so I couldn't feel it. I used to go and do all kind of other stuff because I didn't want to face what I was dealing with. But when I was done, it was still there. 
So not self-medicate, but self-correct, meaning you don't have to do it alone, but you have to make the decision. What is the next best course of action that I need to take? Do I need to make sure I'm under a ministry or leadership that is that is tending to my needs, that is feeding me spiritually? Do I need to now couple that with maybe counseling, with with therapy, with coaching, with 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 a better support system? Do I need to change my environment? Am I around people who are who are doing the things that are causing me to fall into a certain area of life I'm not designed to be in? That's the self-correction because I call it self-correction because you have to make the decision. Not that you have to fix you. You, you, God gives you people to help you, but you got to make the decision to want to change and then now decide what's the best step that I need to take. So you can reinvent, redefine and realign your life. You're never stuck. It's never permanent. If you wake up and you have breath in your body, you're not stuck. And then you have S3, self, uh, self assess, self reflect, and then self correct. You can always realign back with the Holy spirit and he's always there open. You can't equate your relationship with man and people to God's love. People will walk out on you. They'll make you feel less than, not enough, not good enough. And we equate our relationship with our our heavenly father the same way. He is not one of them. He is not one of them. This ain't that, sis. This ain't that. (laughs) This ain't that. I love it. I love it. I just want to share with our listeners. I hope they were able to grab those points. Um, I will make sure I put those in the description on YouTube. Um, The uh, the R's that she gave to redefine, to realign, reinvent, redefine, and realign. Right? Did I get that right? Um, And then the S3. The S3. The self-assess. The... Self-correct. And what was the second one? Uh, Self-assess, self-reflect, and self-correct. Okay. Self-assess, self-reflect, and self-correct. Listen, sis, I might have to kind of filter through that for myself. Um, I believe I'm I'm always looking to to add value and to gain um, and glean in every field that God allows Um, me as well. I learn something every day. Every day, you never know what you will learn from anyone if you allow yourself to be open to it. So I just learned some two great mnemonics from you um, to help and assist people. Um, We have a trauma therapist on my team um, Mm. in this ministry. And I have two, actually. Um, And so we help people. We're, We're holistic. We have yes. a holistic approach to deliverance. So we don't just come and lay hands and pray on you and walk away. Um, literally, we set up a plan. We set up That's a plan. Um, and we don't. The Holy Spirit does. And we um, work together. We partner in prayer and we partner um, in the plan with the Holy Spirit to kind of from a holistic standpoint. We don't just deliver the individual. We go into your bloodline. So it's a lot that happens over here. That's their um, root. <laughs> yes. I we love get it. the roots. We, we get we find the roots mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. we find the, the demonic heads and we break curses. Then we go through deliverance and then we have. Have trauma therapists that have all been delivered in this ministry. Both of them have been delivered through this ministry and they are now advancing the kingdom and their purpose as psychologists and doctors. Both of them are doctors. And so I'm a nurse practitioner. And so, but our ultimate doctor is the collaborating physician in heaven, right? And so listen, it's a whole spiritual hospital cracking over here. We have a whole spiritual hospital um, cracking over here. Um, glory be to God, but literally it's God's hospital and he is here doing surgery 
He doing heart transplants over here. Listen, people getting healed. People are getting filled with the Holy Ghost over here. People are being transformed and renewed. And this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to be a representation and an example of who he is in the earth. And so this is why mentorship and 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 safe spaces and coaching and um, things like that are so important because people are dying inside and they really need it. So I thank you for your contribution to um, this ministry and platform today. I've thoroughly enjoyed you. I have thoroughly enjoyed you. Prayerfully, this will not be our last time speaking, teaching, preaching, and sharing the word and the true gospel for the people. If there's anything I can do to support your journey as an individual, remember I told you I believe in reciprocal relationships. And so if there's anything destinated I can do to support you and your journey, I would love to do that. I want you to share with the audience how they can find you um, and your coaching programs and mentorships that you have. Amen. Yes. So um, destinyinspired.com is a website that'll lead you to everything else, but even on social media, Instagram at destiny underscore inspire, Facebook, destiny inspire, Twitter, destiny inspire. Um, if you need that daily uh, inspiration and empowerment, I have a free mobile app for women called crowned C R O W N E D crowned by destiny inspire. You can go there to get a prayer call, playbacks, blogs, inspirational music, videos, uh, daily texts is, is your, your one-stop shop for all things women, inspiration, empowerment. And other than that, just inspire. I do coaching and mentoring for, for women entrepreneurs and professionals and just women who are, who are leaders in some type of capacity. And you are, whether you're a leader in your home of children, you operate in a position of authority where God has called Amen. you as a queen. And we're helping to cultivate from the core, right? Cultivate who you really are, your identity and your confidence in Christ. You can find all of that online as well. Amen. We will make sure we put those links in the description and YouTube so people can find you and connect with you. Glory be to God. God bless all of you for joining us today in today's show. Until next time, thank you. This is the place where you're free to be me, flawed and free. Yes, glory be to God. God bless you until we meet and see each other again. God bless, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks for joining me on flawed and free podcast make sure you follow and subscribe click the bell on youtube on my channel and follow don't forget to meet me live every thursday 8 p.m central standard time for tea and testimony with tina to discuss weekly podcasts and answer questions i'll be streaming from youtube facebook and instagram at flawed and free or if you're streaming from ig it's at the flawed and free till next week god bless where we are free to be me flawed and